Today is May 13th, 2022. This is episode 194 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Gladys. And welcome everybody to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host Quentin. We uh we did like a hard like two hour pre-show before the show. <laughs> two hour pre-show. Something like that. Some some of us were in there for a lot longer than two hours. There, I think we there, were there for like there four. Was a strong four pre-show. or five pre-show. We had a very long pre-show. It all started no- with uh, a friend of the show, Tibby, and was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna go play some ESO. If anyone wants to kind of just like hop in and watch," and and a couple of us joined in, and we just got a big group before we started talking about really creepy videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all preed now before the show. What? what? <laughs> Well, now we have a new emote, and that's just distressing. Yeah, it's on our Discord, so you're going to have to join our Discord to see what the emote is. It's not good. I'm glad I found it, but it's not good. No, it is not good. It's nightmare fuel. I am not glad you found it. I'm not happy I found it, but it's nightmare fuel, and it's there now. It's my my favorite emote. (laughs) It's the most British emote. Y'all need therapy. So, if anything, just gonna say that. <sighs> well, <laughs> so what have you been up and playing? Because we know every single week we keep doing the same thing, more or less. We have our my streams on Sunday, your streams on Monday, our Tiny Tina streams on Thursday. So, what have you been doing outside of those normal streams? Uh, uh okay. On my phone, I've been playing uh, Jump Jerboa, uh, which is a <laughs> like a, 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 a black constrictor uh, jump rope game? No, no, it's like a little Jerboa mouse. It's like a little, like those little, like they look kind of look like little tiny mouse kangaroos. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, and it's a game where you just jump, right? And it it's free. It's a free game, uh, and you could uh, you can choose to support the developer. The ads are very minimal. Like it's usually if you beat like a couple levels, you get one ad. Very mm-hmm. generous. If you don't beat a level, you don't get ads. Like they only the the creator only. It's a, I think it's one developer that made it. Very simple game. Beat boop music, like a little bit, you know, <laughs> chip chip tune music. Uh, it's fun. It's just a very simple puzzler. I've I've gold starred or gold flagged all the levels so far, and the developer uh, like just, perfect them. Yeah, perfect them. Got all things. Yeah, so I'm on the last stage of the last current level until they add the next level. Uh, so that I've been playing ESO. So I've been playing Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> Currently going through uh, the first expansion. I was going through the Skyrim expansion because I really like Skyrim, but then I paused and started. Oh, I'll just go from the beginning. So I'm yeah, come join I, us in the original base game. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. It's still good. Like I don't have any issues with it so far. Like there's been some comedy moments, and I like the Argonian names. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I love. I did find a drunk guy dancing in fire, uh, who who thought he was a a fire That's a pixie. So just like just dancing, and I saw I was like, what is this? Is like I thought it was an NPC, and then I talked to him, and it's not an NPC. So, or not a player character. I was like, I thought it was a player character. It was like just like is that person oh, just dancing okay. in fire? Like that. So. Uh, that makes a little bit more sense, at least. I like how Chili's like, I'm just waiting for card games, but I, I would suggest to Chili that he might need to play a little bit to go get card games, because I think he's going to need to be able to go through some zones, so. Yeah, but it'd probably be easier if you can get around for the card games. Yeah, because that's going to be your problem, Chili's getting around. Get and you, gold, you, you are not money. You are not good at maps, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a free amount when you hit level 10, I think it is, so, so that's worth it to get it. That's also. Although the amount is really slow. Can Chili? No. Chili needs to have money to pay people to take him around, but no, no there isn't. There is. They're 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 adding their first multi person mount with this expansion, so Chili would even need to even go play the new content to even unlock that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Chili, this is not like Final Fantasy where Chili has millions and can just ask people to be like, "Please, sir, take me, take this small tiny child." And Chili's not a I small will give character. I you a thousand gil in Final Fantasy fourteen for you to take me across. Yeah, the right. World he's like yourself. offering. Oh. He's offering money in other games. He's like, "Do you play Final Fantasy? <laughs> I can give you a million gil there." Uh, yeah, so I've been playing ESO. I've been having a blast there. The, the, the ESO is a very, very relaxing game. Like it's a very different style than Final Fantasy in terms of questing. Um, I don't know. I like, part of that's because we're really early in the game, right? Yeah. Like, like if you remember way back when, we, like. 2.0 stuff in Final Fantasy. Like the quests aren't really high stakes. There's not a whole lot. You're just kind of going back and forth and reading all the stuff as you go. Yeah. It's not like Endwalker or Shadowbringers where like everything you do has big lasting consequences. <laughs> I'm going to go die now. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Chili banned from ESO from go. <laughs> Chili banned from ESO for guild money trading. Yeah. Well, Chili, yeah, you're not. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds right. That's uh, <laughs> that'll be the first of its kind, too. Well, congratulations, Chili. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, uh, that's it. I think. Um, I, I mean, I'm gonna go unlock my followers from Blackwood, so I can mm-hmm. have like a little friend with me that hangs out, helps me do stuff. I found out you could bring those uh, followers in with you and with dungeons. So if you have like you, yeah. like so, if you as long and as they I, don't take up a real slot, a real slot, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, like in theory, we could do a dungeon if I had a follower as well. Yeah, we could uh, four man a need dungeon. To catch up and actually get get a dungeon. I mean, I I have dungeons like, I unlocked. Did, I did my first. I, I tried to do my first group dungeon. Okay, I've done all the solo dungeons that I've come across that I could, um, or like that I needed to do as part of story quests and whatnot. But I tried. I, I have a quest to do a, a group dungeon, and so I decided that you know what, I'm just going to walk it and try to solo it. And I killed the first boss. I probably could have killed the second boss. Probably, yeah. I'm powerful. It, it scales. I don't, so. I don't have a companion yet either. I, I, I'm, uh, I, have, I have a powerful wizard. I'm a, pow- <laughs> I'm a powerful Templar. So, uh, I'm, but yeah, uh, I purposely am making my character based on like very overpowered specs. So nice, smart. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do they have a good party finder system? So they do. I, actually, the party finder system. They, they actually do. I because I've used it. It's actually. 
I have not done any grouping stuff. Fairly, fairly great, honestly. It's like pretty yeah. great. It's pretty solid, and I believe everything is level agnostic. So, like, even though Quinn, it is, yeah, a higher level than me, it doesn't matter. We can group and Much. do the content. So, it, it, like that, for for comparison, like I've gone through because ESO has three different alliances um, from the base game, and so I was one alliance faction, and Peter was a different one. Uh, I've completed my entire alliance story. Uh, including the the like culmination quest that all three alliances share, or all three factions share, and now I'm starting on the second of the three alliances because things happen, and it allows you to go back and do the other alliances quest lines. Uh, so I am now doing the same quest line that Peter's doing, despite the fact that I am still max level and working on my champion points right now. Um, and champion so points, despite the fact that I, despite the fact that I am level fifty with. I don't think it's like 80 champion points right now. Uh, Peter is still, I think, below 30 right now. I am behind him in the quest series, but I will catch up to him at some point in the quest series, and we'll still be doing the same quest. There's, there's, it doesn't matter that we're different levels. Yeah, it doesn't We're matter. fighting the same things, and those same things are going to be dying either way. Yeah. It, 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 you know, welcome to ESO where the points don't matter. <laughs> So the points matter because they give you cool things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like the difference between me and you is like I have most of my stuff unlocked now and at higher levels. So my abilities are more powerful in that sense. But only because the ability is like a higher level and I have better gear and whatnot, as opposed to like you're just half my level. Mm-hmm. Also true. But I have a yeah. I, have, I have a cool horse. <laughs> me too. All right, cool. Everyone gets a horse. <laughs> Actually, I, right now I'm I'm riding around on a reindeer. Okay, yeah, same. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see you pre-ordered uh, High Isle. Yeah, I did. Uh, did that did that a while ago. Um, for seasons like what? <laughs> I've I've also so so where a lot of this came from as well as earlier today. Um, I was also playing ESO. Mm-hmm. Um, working now on the Evan Heart Pact storyline uh but tivian t- had jumped into our server and this is where our pre-pre-show started and uh so he had he, he wanted to to change his race so i had a bunch of extra crowns and whatnot so i gave him one of the, the changey things and now he is a uh an argonian and he, he has the lovely name of uh amphibient <laughs> amphibient dash salts <laughs> Yeah, he didn't do the dash salts piece. Uh, that would have been good. We we was too excited and, and did it too fast. But it was it's a good name. Yeah, amphibian's great. Doctor Doctor Dash Amphibian Dash Salts. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> or not a doctor amphibian. Yeah, not a not not a dash doctor. <laughs> yeah, Tibian. Argonian names are great. Argonian names are great. Also yeah. great. Uh, I think like I have never played a, an Elder Scrolls game. I think Khajiit, after playing through the uh, Dominion quest line, I, I think uh, Khajiit are definitely one of my favorite races. Uh, Argonians are definitely going to be a close second. Uh, and I really, really, really just don't like that third faction. The the excuse me, Daggerfall Covenant. <laughs> Nobody does. Like, there's, there's, that... there's nothing about it that I've actually enjoyed. Like I had five minutes of interaction with that faction and i'm like okay cool evan hart packed like 
you know what? We have our disagreements, but your leader's cool. You guys seem cool. Great. Argonians, perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, of course, I love the... Um, no, and they have Dominion, the Nords, like, which are like, cooler than normal humans. No, 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 honestly. Dominion, like my my faction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eldar Dominion are are great. They're the elves, wood elves, mm. and whatnot. Like I like them. Khajiit, really, really cool. Probably my favorite. Good thing I picked them. Uh, Daggerfall Covenant. Like five minutes. I immediately don't like the entire faction. I never want to associate with anyone in this faction ever again. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not looking forward to doing the request line because theirs is the third one that I'll have to go through. Yep, and the second you'll have to go through. But yeah, it's uh, it's good times. <laughs> <sighs> but it is interesting also seeing like because I've completed my factions quest line, like I kind of started piecing the story together and like figuring it all out. Because when you jump into a new game like this, it's really hard to figure out what's going on. Yeah, uh, especially in ESO where you're doing a million side quests at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I like I completed it. It was kind of like all the quests were coming together, and there was this all this different stuff going on, and it was kind of like a culminating thing, and that was really cool. And I was like figuring out how it all went, and then now I'm back at the starting stone, starting area for Evanheart Pact, and we're back at the beginning of like, hey, adventurer, you just got off the boat. I'm like, uh, all right, I guess I have to figure out everything again <laughs> and start from scratch. I'm not off the boat. You are wrong. Well, I, guess, no, I just got thrown into a house. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have to do the tutorial again because I had already done the tutorial, so it starts just, right on... Just, just wake uh, up at a house. You just wake yeah. up at a house. You're just like, hi, hello, I'm here. Yeah. Hello. And my friend, which I will not spoil who sent me there, but my friend was there being like, yeah, everything's here. Yep, you're all good. Okay, have fun. <laughs> Go and do things. Which I think, like, if you don't know anything about it, and I don't think you do yet, you're really going to enjoy this last zone. Probably. I will. You're probably right. I will do this. And I'll get it done. Just, just finding the time. Uh, but, you know, normal things. I have to do adult stuff tomorrow. Go look at dishwashers and be like, that's nice. That's a nice view. Just look at one and be like, you wash dishes? You. You. That's pretty, that, that might be what it happened. Are you... Do you match the other appliances and do you wash dishes? That's the only two. Yep. yep. All right, cool. Let's go. I so. did mine online. Uh, y- yes. Uh, we were thinking about that, but also because it, it's because not all dishwashers are at the same location. So we want to go and like look. Yeah. And, and just be like, all right, let's just actually go look at them. P- Peter, yeah, I, yeah. Going to I, the extra I, store to see them is nice. Yeah. That, that, also, if there's no sales on right now, just wait a week. That's true too. President's Day sales gonna be hitting. Yeah, Memorial Day or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, President's Day. Yeah, Memorial whatever Day. the holiday is here. I don't remember what it is. The one here. So, I got spoiled. Uh, it's it's just a time saver. It's not spoiling. It's just it is it, and environmentally better. It is environmentally better. Water saver. Sure. It is. Yeah. And you know, it's just. Your stuff gets clean, and then you just wake you wake up in the morning, and your stuff's clean. It's like, hey, neat. <laughs> yes, one day it'd be nice just to wake up and everything's clean, <laughs> neat. Chili's like, I, I'm not fancy enough for a dishwasher. I have one plate. Yeah, we old one plate. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like one piece, but it's with a plate. It can't be one punch because then Chili wouldn't have a plate. <laughs> Oh, Chili's going to be king of the podcast one day. <laughs> Chili's king of the plates. 
so yeah, I, I haven't really done a whole lot this week either. I've been mostly playing ESO, grinding out my character and completing the story quests. Uh, that's been going fairly well. As I said, I hit 50 last night, and I'm up to CP80 now, and working through the Ebonheart pack stuff. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much all of my gaming, I think. Trying to think. I don't think I've played anything else actually recently. Uh, Any phone games? Yeah. No, no phone games. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't tend to play a lot of phone games. Uh, they're not bad. Just I. If I'm going to spend a whole bunch of time, I'm just going to invest it on something that's going to be a little bit better. Yeah. Oh, that's true, Susan. I did pop into Final Fantasy XIV today to go look at my house, which is beautifully decorated by Susan. Um, we have the. Uh, Maelstrom Radio showroom in the basement, uh, complete with multiple frog checks, uh, and a beautiful uh, Ace Pride flag on the wall, which was really cool. And I was very happy to see it. I was really excited. Yeah. Uh, and then my upstairs is, of course, very blue right now. Uh, and it's very, very chill and calming uh, with the orchestrian playlist. And there is glasses, yes. We, there is glasses on the, the table. Uh, and lots of tea, of course. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great little spot. Once I you haven't checked it out, like, did have you looked at it lately? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah, you've you've seen all the recent. I've seen all I've seen all the recent stuff. I I know. Uh, also, I walk by and I look at Susie's computer when she's playing in there, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> so I knew I knew about what the shenanigans were happening with the flag in the wall. So. <laughs> oh, I had no idea. I was just walked in. She's like, yeah, there's one thing I added. I'm just like, okay, I, I can't get through this bookshelf, but oh, there we go. It popped through, and then I went and saw it, and I saw the lovely flag. Uh, yeah. So, shall we get to our news? We can. We can try to like reduce. We had speak, a, a long, speak. long intro today. We can uh, try to to go to, this. to the news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of houses, Final Fantasy XIV Housing Lottery finally returns on Thursday, May twenty sixth at eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, so, yep. uh, along with that, if uh, some of you lucky folks out there will get a free house. <laughs> so, if you would have won your house uh, previously. You will have a chance to claim it again uh, after the patch upcoming on Tuesday. And then if you had, if you did win the house, but you had already gotten a refund, uh, they're voluntarily asking, like, hey, you can exchange the gill back and give us the money. I'm not sure why you would do that, but you could do it. Uh, or you can just not pay for the house at that point and spend the extra gill on some decorations. So. <laughs> There's going to be somebody out drafters. there. There is going to be somebody out there that's like, I will be an honest person and give them the money. 100%. I feel like Chili would be one of those people. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like the re- returning of the, car- the, the shopping cart. It's, it's a judgment yeah. on like if you're a good person or not. <laughs> chili would, yeah. If Chili got a large house, Chili would pay for his large house. Because I think it's also it like I've earned this and then I'm paying and yeah. So also he would have a giant candy house and so that's all he wants. Um I mean why not? Ah. Uh the other thing was yeah, so I make sure that if you were in the lottery and you didn't win or there was some issue with your house, make sure you go and check it just in case. Uh and then you can go and uh if you didn't win a house, go again next Thursday and uh good luck. Yeah. Uh Steam slash Valve uh, antitrust lawsuit is back on, so uh, we'll see how uh, you know the computer lord and savior Gaben is gonna. <laughs> I look through it like I don't, 
I'm not a lawyer. I don't think that the lawsuit's going to end up going anywhere. Some of the arguments they're making might have tried to make sense a few years ago, but there is some sort of competition now, and it's not great. But there's still competition. There is, and like the arguments that they're making are valid in it, but I think that Valve can probably successfully argue that um, it's not just them anymore because there are other players now. And yeah. if it was like, if they were trying to say that multiple companies are like price fixing and, and doing all of this with like that 30% cut and whatnot, I could see that maybe making a little bit more room, but just saying that like Valve is a monopoly and they're charging way too much and whatnot, like I, I don't think that's going to uh, be able to to kind of. I, I don't think the lawsuit's going to unfortunately go too many places. Uh, but I mean, I'm hoping it'd be nice if if other entities started jumping on. Like, hey, we don't we don't do all this stuff. And like, there's a lot of things that Valve does have um, around that community aspect of they just they have that momentum. It's very hard to break that. Even Epic, which has been pouring tons of money into their store and exclusives and whatnot, like, they still haven't really broken that. No, that the, into that market as well. Nope. Um, but so, I mean, I have a feeling their their lawyers will argue they have Epic Game Store, which is competition. Microsoft. Yeah. I think they'll even throw in. No, I don't think they can argue. I don't think they can argue Microsoft on that one. Uh, you don't think they'll argue that uh, Game Pass? Microsoft doesn't have a, a store in the same sense. Like Game Pass is fundamentally different than the Valve model. And Steam, I guess, so I don't yeah. think they can argue that those things are are equivalent or similar. It's yeah. definitely a competitor, but it is different competition. Enough, yeah. And yeah, yeah, Chili's there. Yeah, you play store, GOG, Windows Store. I mean, yeah. I don't think you play would be considered GOG is possible. Yep, GOG is possible. Epic Windows stores is definitely not. I don't think w- it's a Windows Store and Xbox. Technically, you can buy games on the Xbox, but if you have Game yeah. Pass, why bother? So, we. <laughs> yeah, like like Windows Store sells games, but it'd be the same as them trying to say like Best Buy has an online store, therefore <laughs> that's a competitor, and it's it's not the same thing as Steam. <laughs> it also doesn't compete whatsoever with Steam in that sort of sense. Our competitor, GameStop. <laughs> Do you think GameStop's behind this? Yeah. Do you think Big Game is behind? <laughs> games in the UK, not. No, okay. No, you're fair enough. Uh, Overwatch. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. We, <laughs> yep. yeah, we, for, we talked about this in our pre pre show. Well, yeah. If you weren't in the pre show, well, <laughs> unfortunately, there's no recording for that. So you missed out on a lot of fun conversation. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, so let's do it this way. Did you know <laughs> that you can measure <laughs> someone's. No, you can't. You, did you know you mathematically cannot. that I, uh, on a scale, I'm at least a six <laughs> on the ethnicity scale. B- All right, B- there we go. <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't heard uh, today, <laughs> it was announced that uh, Activision Blizzard King ABK is using an automated tool for, with, for, surprise, AI. Yeah. Uh, to (laughs) rate a character's diversity on metrics like gender identity and ethnicity. And if any of that threw big red flags and warning bells in your mind, you'd be correct. Um, It's absolutely abhorrent. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty funny that they would try to do this. And um, yeah. 
You missed some great conversation earlier in the pre-pre-show. And, and, and I, I want to make sure it's clear. This. Yeah, I want to make sure it's clear. Uh, it's not a tool that ABK has developed. It's a tool that MIT Game Lab developed, and they're, it's something that they want to push to the whole industry. So yeah. Activision Blizzard may be the first to kind of test the waters and use it, but they are trying to push this to the whole industry. So head on a swivel out there, folks. Uh, you know, if you're a if you're if you're a a, a lady that is uh, you know Hispanic and you have uh, you know and you're deaf, you rate high on their scale, <laughs> the math scale. You're good. <laughs> so don't use numbers to justify your diversity, because <laughs> you know even the fact that you're considering that is probably. A huge red flag that you don't actually care about diversity. Uh, chili. I have one in every category except age, which I'm a four. <laughs> oh, that's right. The scale doesn't work as if you're like, if you're white, you're nine. No, it's the other way. Like the, the more ethnic, the higher the number. So the more diverse, the higher the number. So they we were talking about it earlier. They had an example with a couple characters. Yeah. And. Oh, my favorite. There's three characters, and two of them are very white presenting, and one of them is black presenting. Like, and the one black character actually scored the lowest in the diversity rankings for whatever reason. So you know this is a top-tier tool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So it was Zarya, Lucio, oh. and uh, God, I forget the, the third one's name, the, the mechanic dwarf that I... Never remember his name, so it, it's, I couldn't tell you. It's, 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 watch. So, oh god, what? Just it's insane. It's the whole thing's crazy. Like, yeah, was it Torbs? Uh, yeah, to, yeah, Torbs. Thank you. Okay. Uh, uh, and it's my favorite. It's sexual orientation. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's it's, oh, it's so just, many things wrong with this. Sexual orientation, gender identity, body type, like everything is being judged and, and scrutinized and measured. And it's Torbjorn, Torbs, Torbjorn, Molten Car. Uh, you know, you know what players uh, want uh, for you to make fun characters and for you uh, and, you know, real quick, hire people that are of these races and genders and and every other method instead of having a robot do the work for you have diverse voices in your company and so then, you don't end up making mistakes like this because <laughs> if you do you know so uh so why with with the why i i mean that doesn't mean they're going to use it yet right like this is just a, a in progress like tool that, the fact that they're considering it even a, does not have does, does not bode well it does not bode well i i think the the backlash might be enough for them to be like nate's route so uh with that uh blizzard also in 9.2.5 of world of warcraft uh world uh the world of warcraft team specifically uh and i think a lot of time when we talk about abk it's good to say sometimes it's just Activision and Bobby Kotick's side of things that are doing weird things and not so much the, the, the Blizzard side of things. And this, I have to say, is a good. Sometimes there is times when it's just like, no, Blizzard is pretty bad, too. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, but this is good. 
But not uh, this time, yeah. <laughs> no, not this time. So uh, they're, they're going to have a social contract that pops up uh, when the new patch drops, and you have to you have two choices at the end of the social contract. You can accept it, or the other option is exit game. They will not let you play the game unless you accept the social contract. And I know what you're thinking. What does it say? So uh, I'm going to kind of TLDR it. Um, so uh, they're, they're stating that World of Warcraft is a world for everybody to play to escape the real world. And with that, they want you to do your best to connect with uh, other players, play as a team with your fellow players, assist other players uh, that you encounter in the world and help answer questions to the best of your ability. So essentially treat others how you'd want to be treated, treat them well, treat them with kindness. A lot of things we see in Final Fantasy 14, of course. Uh, and they also say recognize they want to recognize that the Internet's not always a safe place. So with that in mind, things that they're not tolerating any longer, it will never tolerate anymore is hate speech, harassment, spamming, advertising, no harm to your fellow adventurers. And they want people if they see it, you know, see something, say something and it, it can go, you know. From a ban up into including suspension, and I think this is great. I think this is putting it out on the front that, hey, we're not going to take it anymore. You're not allowed to do this. Rather, and I, 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 I again, pre-pre, uh, <laughs> uh, as Shantyman Gaming said, don't be a dick as part of the <laughs> EULA. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the idea is this. Just be nice to other people. And I already saw people on Twitter saying, well, I'm not returning. And you know what? If you're not returning because they're asking you to be nice to other people... Good. <laughs> don't 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 show up. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? The, the game will be better for it. So. Yeah. I and I think that this I, I'm still like, the, the wording of what they put into it is pretty good. Yeah. I think that it's a start. It's especially a, especially because it is a spirit of the letter rather than the like the exact word. Mm-hmm. Um if someone is trying to get around with like, oh, but it doesn't say exactly this, but you're still trying to be a dick, like, no, they'll get rid of you anyway, like, in theory. So I I think this is all going to come down to is how well they enforce it. Because they can have this in there, but if they don't come down and strongly enforce it, it's just going to be another checkbox that people go like, click, and they're going to ignore it. Yeah. Which won't help at all. So if they do end up ignoring it, if they staff up, they have the moderators, the... DMs, whatever, and they GMs do. to go through and actually make sure that all of the complaints that are going to come in are going to be able to be handled relatively quickly, relatively consistently, consistently and thoroughly, then I think that uh, it would make sense. Like It's, it's going to be a lot of uh, mess around and find out. I think a lot of people are going to try to see yeah. if they can push that button to see. And if Blizzard holds their ground, which is yeah, with everything that's going on, I you think they should. They you think they would? That if people are like, and then you're going to see them come, like, oh, I actually got banned, and they're going to say that on social media, and they're going to because people are going to complain on social <laughs> people media. People are going to cry and be sad, and then they'll be just like, <laughs> I'm mad at Blizzard because I got banned because I was mean on the internet. Now I'm sad, and I'm going to complain. Where? <laughs> Honestly, it would be kind of cool to see like Blizzard's numbers completely drop as people started getting banned. But people hearing that caused their numbers to go back up because people up. started checking it out again. Like that would be a cool cause and effect of like it dropped because people were getting banned, which in turn made other people go back and want to check it out again because you know it's less hostile. 
<laughs> yeah, Shanty, you are correct. Yeah, yeah here's Shanty's right. <laughs> Shanty's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and honestly, it, looking at like screwing around and finding out, uh, Final Fantasy's been hitting that a lot this past <laughs> week. Sure have. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, and out of the news into the frying pan. Uh, so there was a lodestone post this week about third party tools. <laughs> And, uh, well, <laughs> boy, did boy, at that when I first read it, I was like, huh, they've done this before. <laughs> Same as I thought, I thought, Quentin, we've been playing this game now for a while and we've heard this. We've seen these posts before. We've done heard it all before. And I thought, oh, surely, surely this will just be another drop in the bucket and everybody will just go about their business. And, and oh, how how wrong I was. The internet blew up. You forgot up. that we're mid-patch we're mid cycle. People don't have better things to do right now. <laughs> I know Plus there's controversy that involves the ultimate races, and that's always fun. Oh, my God. It's so angry. So angry the internet became. Uh, so let's let's discuss third party tools slash add on slash mods for for MMOs. And uh, I, it's where so, where where do you want to start with this? I, I guess we should start with Final well, Fantasy 14 or do you want to start with yeah, other say, games first? Quick disclaimer, <laughs> most of the stuff that we're going to talk about isn't specific to Final Fantasy. Peter yeah. and I have both been playing MMOs and games in general for years and years. Uh, so a lot of what our experience comes from is pulling from multiple games all over different genres, different styles of games. Uh, some games where add-ons are welcomed and encouraged other games where they are not. Um, so this is where we are coming from. Mm -hmm. um, and with regards to final fantasy in particular, um, I think that there has been some really good discussions uh, a lot of really super heated discussions and not very civil discussions, but kind of going through all of it, I think there's been some good, pretty good points brought up through this all. Um, and that is that I agree that in general, like Square Enix has always said, third-party add-ons that allow you to see things that are not normally in the game are things that should not be included. So things that let you inspect like remaining health or upcoming attacks or, or that sort of stuff give you an unfair advantage over other players and that stuff that they don't want and that's what I think they're trying to discourage. Uh, but they can't really monitor anything. Things like um, things that help you kind of see it. So, so then there's a the whole of like accessibility mods and uh, things that help it make the game playable to people that might not have that, that need that extra bit for accessibility and that's something that they actually acknowledged in this post being like hey we realized that we aren't as good as we'd hoped and those are things that I like those mods are, are taking a, are making a, a real um, impact for people they are solving a, a real problem that players have and that's something that they probably should have identified earlier and started working on a long time ago. Um, so I'm hoping that like from all of this, Square starts improving their UI and gives us a lot more options in terms of uh, accessibility, how we can view things, how we view different pieces of information so that we're able to uh, do a lot of these things. But at the same time, like they're coming down with like, no, don't use all these sorts of add-ons and stuff. I think that's a very fair stance. Uh, and most people, I think, understood that sort of thing. So, mm -hmm. 
I think it's mostly people that were trying to use this in ways that were not necessarily appropriate that are probably upset, uh, as well as people that were not using them and realized that they were competing against others with unfair advantages. Uh, and that's not even to say like the the like the PvP mods and stuff that play your character for you. Like that's just flat out. That's always been against terms of service. That's always yeah. been bannable. Uh, and I, actually, so, I like, don't like you. The for console that, version. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. It's I, like I, I'm like, how do I just I die as soon as I walk into everything? I'm like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, it's too unhumanly um, quick. Yeah. Well, like even Chili here said, like the console version still doesn't support colorblind mode like PC does. I didn't know about that. PC has had that for a while. It's a really good accessibility option. There's no reason that console shouldn't support that. And Not at all. We need a, a better support on across both platforms, PC and console. So that one, we have access to all the different features that both have, so that you know we can support them on both, but also add more features to just increase that, um, increase the the accessibility of things. Yeah. So with all that said, <laughs> <laughs> that's my take uh, on Final Fantasy fourteen. I, I, and my take on fourteen is, is alongside Quentin as well. I, I, th- I think part of the problem is always. You know, are are people using, you know, certain things like, okay, yeah, there are the timer mechanics and, and there are people that use those because, for example, uh, like we discussed this a little bit the other day, like, what if you're a raider that's deaf, right? And, you know, team communication is very important and there's call outs, right? And I know there was an argument made by uh, one of the uh, one of the streamers that said, "Hey, Discord could be used because it can give you somebody can give you callouts, and therefore it's a third party tool." And then we can argue, "No, it's not a third party tool. It's like a I don't want, I don't want to say second party tool, but like a like a standalone. It like, is a third party uh, turtle. It is a third party. It, it, it is a third party tool. And to, and to be fair, like there are bots that people have created for specific mm-hmm. Final Fantasy fourteen that do the same thing as. ACT does and do callouts for you during a fight. It will just pop up in your Discord window versus your screen. There's no difference. That's a third-party tool. Market board tools are third-party tools. Any, any, uh, the God, uh, the one of the uh, Final Fantasy 14 bots. You can check market prices across multiple all your data centers for items. Mm-hmm. That's a third-party tool. If you if you use that. If you say, oh, DPS meters and this is not, oh, and then like go use that bot on Discord, guess what? You're using a third party tool. And I guarantee, I guarantee you there are people that use that bot and use any of the, any of the Discord Final Fantasy 14 bots. Guess what? That is a third party tool. Not Discord itself, but the bot. Like, like what you're using is, a, is, is attaching itself to the API and giving you some advantage, right? Like if somebody doesn't go in and check like literally log into every data center and check prices. You have, you were getting an advantage over them. And let's say yeah. if you're like, Oh, this, this item is selling like hotcakes on my server. Let me check all the servers at once. So I know what server selling at the least and go make a profit. Right. That is a, that, that is you. This yes, Susan's right. The spiffing Brit used the market board tool in his recent FFXIV video to show that he can go from being a zero, having zero money and to a gillionaire. Uh, very quickly, he did it within like a couple hours. He made like he went from like eight thousand gil to like a million gil. So, it, using the tools 
to assist you in any form is technically against terms of service. Like, and, and, and saying that, oh, it's an unfair tool when it comes to combat. Anything else is also unfair. It also falls in under the, uh, you know, modding the character UI, which I can't even tell you or begin to tell you how often I see character models that don't exist in game or hair hairstyles that do not exist in game or outfits that do not exist in game. I it, it, it's a lot. Right. And and. I, I was going to say, you can't pick and choose, right? There's people out there that are, are trying to argue the fact of, oh, uh, no, no, no ACT, but I want to keep my hairstyles in this. It don't work that way, chief. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't have well, one. And I think that's other. where we have to start defining different pieces here. Cause like we use the word add on a third party tool as a generic catch all for literally everything as yeah. we just kind of went through. But there are valid, uh, there are different categories here of add on. Like yeah. there are, Bots that play for you, mm-hmm, that will good. snipe in PvP, use abilities as soon as they're up on cooldown, all those sorts of things, move you out of AoEs. Like those, I'm pretty sure everyone can agree, not cool. Not let, let's not do those. But down the other end of the spectrum, you have visual mods like um, technically like a, a G shade or something that changes the look of it, is technically a third party tool. Yep. But it's just changing shaders. It's something that's just changing the colors on the that isn't something that like Square is really going after. I don't think they would ever call that a third party tool, but it is still technically a third party tool or mod. Yeah. And we have to be able to categorize and make distinctions between these different changes or these different uh third party tools in order to figure out like what is quote, acceptable and what yeah, is well, not. And that's where Square's always kind of been very murky. And and still now, they still are. Because yeah. they're saying, we we are not going to sit there and develop technology to to scrub your computer to be yeah, invasive. They can't do that. That's a privacy. And, and, and that's a privacy thing. Like, we can't yeah. go in and scrub. So what what is also happening is that our people now are going to streamers and seeing if they have G-Shade or have... ACT mm-hmm. or DPS meters or whatever the case and reporting them. And I know and that's that, on them. That's on them. <laughs> yeah, that's a risk. Those don't show up on. Well, G Shade probably would show up, but like DPS would, yeah. meters and parsers and stuff do not. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's a good thing. Performance versus aesthetics versus accessibility. Yeah. Um, and some of those are a little bit murky as well. Like there is a line between performance and accessibility as well. Because, for example, if you are looking at the boss, and the boss has 100% life, you just see 100%. We, we get a percentage based from the client. That's what we see. That is performance, that is accessibility. But say it makes more sense for you to read the raw numbers. It has 100 out of 100 life. Well, how much of that is accessibility? How much of that gives you an, an edge on performance? If you know that you're doing 100 DPS, then it will take you one second to kill this boss. And that allows you to get to a lot more information and run into a lot more questions of like, is are we doing okay? Like, what's going on? And, and that turns now from an accessibility point into a performance point, uh, which does make it very difficult to kind of assess and judge a lot of these things. Yeah, and I think a lot of it also is, is that are you running with people that oh, beforehand you say, hey, listen, like, do you mind? Is this what I'm going to do? Like, it, it, in Final Fantasy, there's like, again, it was always the unspoken word right like if you used it you kept it to yourself like if you were with friends they may say hey how was my dp like hey how's my dps we're doing 
again, it's about performance versus aesthetics versus accessibility. Again, uh, like the timers, right? That gave somebody an advantage. But again, if somebody was deaf, right? There was an accessibility thing, not a thing until they got comfortable. Like, especially with like new content. Like if, if I was, a, if I, and I'm, I'm saying this and, and as a, if I was, on a rate team and they knew that I was deaf or hard of hearing. And they said, and then I used the timers just so I could not know the moves, but just so I can get the flow of what's happening at the timing and then turn it off. There are times where people just do that just to get the understanding. So what their team is doing together and then turn it off, right? Like they're like, I just need to know what's happening to understand what these call outs are. Cause essentially what there are is timers, but call outs. Right. And there is that like, it's, what is it being used for and is it being used against somebody else? That's always a thing too. like, Hey, you keep missing this. And are you like that? That's where I think that's a lot of where this, where this comes into play. Like, are you using it to hurt somebody else's time in the game? Much, much well, like this also contract also for the World of Warcraft. <laughs> but I think this also comes into play with events like the race to world first, right? Yeah. Like, Technically, if they were using add-ons and whatnot, it doesn't hurt anyone else. It's just their own progression. But they're basically entering a competition using tools that are not allowed, and, and that hurts the community as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a very tough thing, whereas like, if you're running a dungeon just by yourself, yeah, you might use these tools to help yourself, but if you're doing it in order to win a competition, that's a whole other story as well. And again, we get to that gray area. I, I think this is a really good point you said, like with the uh, like callouts and stuff for people who are hard of hearing uh, or deaf. That like, I'm kind of split on this. Like, if you're using it for personal use, maybe I can understand that. But you can effectively play this game with no sound, no callouts, no nothing, and there are enough visuals on screen, color blindness filters on console accepted, that you can see everything that's going on and mm-hmm. run and do this. Like I, I know one of the fights that has been brought up a lot of times has been the um, the first extreme in Endwalker, and a lot of people don't know that fight or they're not familiar with that fight because it is a very mechanically intense fight. In that, there's a lot of stuff going on on the screen. There's a lot of stuff going around, and it's a dance. Effectively, you see what's happening, you figure out where the safe spot is, you move there, you're safe. A lot of people don't want to learn that or don't go through and learn that. So they just find someone who knows that and they follow that person to each spot. And arguably, like if you don't have callouts, if you don't have people like doing all this, you can still do that fight. Yeah. Like people people learn how to do that fight and are the ones that are that person that you follow. And and they know these these fights pretty well. Like I, I know that fight. I don't need callouts. I don't need to do it. I can do the callouts for this fight. So other people should also be able to, to do that if they are interested in doing that content. I agree. I mean, I don't disagree right? with you. Like, I agree that. But what if somebody had like, and, uh, you know, Cass is in our chat. Cass brought up a good point. Now, what if somebody had like memory issues? Right. Like like even short term memory issues, like if somebody did a call, hey, this is coming up in 30 seconds and didn't say anything else after that. And you forgot like, oh, this thing, like like maybe having that thing that you can constantly stare at, even though it's giving you some sort of advantage. It might be again, it's like, is it a how are you using it and are you using it to hurt others It versus it, again, there's this the gray area, right? Like, how is it being used? Who's using it? And like. 
I'm saying like not even without the add-ons though. Like the game is designed to give you these visual cues and give you these cues yes. so that you are aware beforehand, mm-hmm. and usually immediately beforehand. So you're given enough time to re- to identify that something's happening, figure out what it is, adjust, and continue on. So yeah. usually you have that from the game itself already. Uh, in the event that like most people aren't able to do that sort of stuff, it shouldn't necessarily. And this is something that WoW has gotten really bad about. Um, you shouldn't have to rely on a third-party tool in order to clear the content. If a lot of people can't figure out these cues, the content should probably be adjusted so that the level of people that are clearing the content is similar to what you would expect. Right? Most people in Final Fantasy are never going to touch Ultimate. That's, that's just probably a pretty yeah, big that's, reality. Yeah, that's Most very players true. will yeah. never touch that. Yeah. The people that do know that it is more challenging content and they're going to have to put in more effort to learn it and do it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be harder than if you went into a dungeon. But everyone will be able to run normal dungeons. right? So in that sense, in terms of balance, the normal dungeons should have enough cues and be um, forgiving enough that you can run that content regardless. You don't need add-ons, you don't need special help, you don't need call-outs, you can just go in and do it. Yeah. Whereas if you're going to go and do like savage rating, ultimate rating, you need to be more cognizant of these things are going to happen and it's possible that um it's possible that you might not be able to do that content because it's not accessible to you. Um at that point Add-ons become questionable because if we like, I can't do this if I had this extra add-on. But uh, that comes into a really gray area with like, should you just not do this content? Uh, and like Shannon Man Gaming said in there, like WoW started designing with add-ons factored in, and that's what I think is kind of a problem with WoW yeah. right now. Like WoW assumes you have add-ons and you have very specific add-ons that do things, and if you don't have that, you're out of luck. Yeah. Like there could be 15 things going on during your raid. You need the add-ons to be monitoring all these things because you just you can't keep track of all of them generally. And if you don't have it, then you, you can't do the content, and that's difficult. Yeah. In Final I, Fantasy, we know every fight in there has been vetted without add-ons by people. Usually. And, usually. Well, but, but like actual people who play the game. Oh, yeah. It might be developers, but they play the game. They know that it is possible to do with the stuff in game in gear. So that I think is a big advantage to Final Fantasy. And especially like we were talking about before, like if they hire more uh, diverse people to help bring accessibility into the game, they will probably have better points of view where they're like, hey, we're going to do a visual cue here or an audio cue here. Like, okay, how do we also show that so that people can access that who might not be able to see that cue or may not be able to hear that cue or uh, maybe they'll start learning we should not do fire bosses with red stages and red AOEs because you know that's a thing that's been going on for years. Hey, that that should stop. I don't know why they keep doing that. That's yeah. That, that that's, that's just please please stop. Square why? Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I think also the other part of it is UI mods, right? Like they're not, and I'm not talking about G shade necessarily, but I am talking about like. Mm-hmm. For, for shaders like, are different, and for for discussion purposes, shaders are very different from most like UI or other visual mods. 
Whereas shaders will just take the existing image and apply some sort of filter on top of it so that it changes the underlying pixels, more or less. Um, whereas like a UI might actually changes the functionality, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just to, to clarify that. I think one thing I can point to is um, the UI's cooldown. I don't know what to call it, circle, I guess. <laughs> and like the tiny numbers. Cooldown timer, yeah. Yeah, the cooldown timer. The that there are UI modifications that Final Fantasy add-on developers made that bring that to a giant number, right? To like so it covers mm-hmm. the I think so it, t- it ticks down so people see visually like because let's be honest, it it's you know, taking that little number and making it big, covering the button. So, you know, like, all right, once that takes down to zero, I, I can use that ability again, be it cool down at whatever the case is. Um, and that helps people visually that helps people. Is it an advantage? No, because it's just taking something the game already has built in and making it bigger. Uh, you know, as as I get older, I might need to make my buttons bigger <laughs> so that I it's, it's my- a little bit of an advantage. But yeah, I would argue it's more of an accessibility. It's an thing accessibility thing. Performance but enhancer. The same thing happened in World of Warcraft, right? Like Warcraft had the same thing, and then there was add-ons that mm-hmm. did that. And then Blizzard was like, "That's actually a really smart idea. Why don't we just add that? Like, why don't we just take that add-on and add it?" They did, and it, it became an accessibility feature of the game. Like, it was just a quality of life. They did it with other things too. Uh, another example is uh, debuffs. In World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy does the same thing. Debuffs don't show up in the party list. Like they show up if you click on a person, they can see the countdown. But in the party list, they don't. Uh, they don't count down. So that's a thing that UI mods do. I, I looked into this a little bit. So I was like, all right, that's that's another, you know, another of a like useful like why. Why is this baked into the base game? And to be fair, like I think now based on this post. I think they're going to start looking at those, right? Like this, like something mm-hmm. like, hey, it's give us time and we'll start looking at the things that are accessibility, ch- you know, changes. How can we add like it doesn't it won't take them much to make those so. t- tiny timer bigger, right? It won't take them to say, hey, adjust the timer. So yeah. it goes up. That's not a big deal. Or adding the debuff timers to the party or buff timers to the party party group so you can kind of see when to reapply things right instead of clicking yeah. on somebody and seeing it like oh it fell off let me go like you can actually see the timer oh okay this this is going to drop off so i can reapply this now um i think adding that stuff is good i i think there is a bit of a what can they learn from the add-on developers and add to the game and and say okay cool we can take that let's add it to the game thank you you know what we we may have not been thinking about adding this but to see that it is useful for people that's great i think creating like there was a website i don't i can't remember it i'm not gonna say it on if i even if i did there's a website that i think that emulated boss fights and savage fights so you can Mm -hmm. practice them third-party tool but it didn't affect the game right like it didn't connect to the game but still like it didn't i, I think yeah that's also a third-party tool because it's not actually in the game but it did it's not using game it's not data. using it's the not game. actually touching the game or doing anything it, it's not so i don't know like it's, it, it's, that would be closer to like a wiki Ooh, oh a, a, a 3d playable wiki <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of, yeah, but in like, the same sense, right? Like it's using information that you've learned from the game, mm-hmm. but it's not actually interfering or interacting with the game at, in any way. And, and it, to be specific, I think it assisted you in learning exercise yeah, um, equipment. It, it allows you to like work with one phase. So like if you were having difficulty in one mm-hmm. section, it allows you to repeat that section until you understood it and did it well. Uh, so there are tools outside of the game that do that. So that's great. Uh, yeah. uh, really uh, cool Joga, if we could do that sort of thing in like, uh, what is it? Sky Steel. Sky, sky, uh, s- sky, sky, oh my God. Now you get the Steel Sky C? Sky steals no steel. Sky sea stone sky ski. D- damn stone sky ski. Steel. I just got like where's steel coming in? Steel. Some steel rods. Dark. Uh, jog abs. I'm, I'm assuming it's jog abs. Uh, or joga biz. <laughs> uh, simulator doesn't affect gameplay. It's just a simple provides you info ahead of time. Yeah, I, it, again, but you know, <laughs> no, Chili. It's the same. It is the same name every single expansion. Steel slaps. <laughs> um, simulacrum. And uh, all, so the thing as well that the, they pointed out is that the the race for world first, right? The they they wanted to make people aware that. It's not sanctioned by them. They don't run the race. It is a community-driven thing. Uh, but the the thing that Yoshi P stated in the in the letter was that, but a race should be fair. And I think that's that that is the thing to take away. And I think that's the most thing we could take away from from the Final Fantasy fourteen aspect of it is that, yeah, races should be fair. No one, no one should be given a unfair advantage during a race. <clears throat> um. So it, I, I get what they're saying. Like it should be fair, but hand, we're kind of hands off. But you know, just, bah, bah, don't yeah. do that because I agree. Don't don't do that. Be nice because you're 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 everyone's watching, right? Like I'm not saying everyone, but yeah. a, a large amount of the community oh. is watching. But yeah, the community's watching, right? Like the the larger yeah. side of the community, even the people that don't even care about high end, some are somewhat interested, right? Because people they want to see what these. Raids look like it's so exciting. So, it's new. It's, it's, it's like, it's, hey, it's, here's this it, thing. And it was, and, and to be, and I will say that it, it was touching Heaven's Word. And a lot of us, Heaven's Word was great. It's, it was like their t- number one expand. Like that was like their number one like expansion up until I think the last two. And yeah. and Heaven's Word, like to to see Harsha font and all the story and what was happening and the weirdness with it and the time trap, like all of it. I, I think it hyped everybody up and everybody was excited and and to to know that, you know, like if somebody was cheating or like using things to help them win, yeah, it sucked. like it it deflates the purpose. it it, it, it kind of puts a, a a pockmark on the on the the races and and like it ta- it takes the fun out of it. like especially that. like it like bums out the community and it's like, Nobody wants to watch you again. Like that's the other thing too. Like nobody. Like it takes like then everybody's gonna like have this like thing. Are are the, is are this group using tools or is this group using tools or is this group using like then it's always that question. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, is it a question with World of Warcraft where they're like, everybody's using tools, right? <laughs> like they're just assuming, like, everybody's using tools. Everybody's using tools. Everybody's using tools. What tools? Like, or the other question, what tools are they using? Like, can I get a list of tools so I can play like this person? So I, I don't know. It's, I think ultimately, I think that they really do need to look, look at stuff that helps people. I think adding more shade stuff to the photo editor would be a bad thing. Um, I don't think that's I don't think that's crazy. I think especially with the graphic enhancements they're making, I think it'll help. I think because I think a lot of people use G shade also to help graphically make the game look better for them. Like it's not as washed out. (laughs) See, that one's a little bit hard because everyone has a different, especially if you look at shade, everyone has a different aesthetic. They have a different opinion of what looks good. Um, and in terms of like overall, what can Sony or what can, Sony, what can Square put in uh, effort to do? I don't think shaders is something that they really would consider high priority. It's not something that they're going to get a lot of return of, especially because the community does really well with G Shade, and Nvidia has their own shader stuff uh, in there as well, including some reshader logic. So like, there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't think that's where it really needs to, to re-implement or redo at this point. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it would be better for them if they're just like, you know what? Let's let's support G Shade. Yeah. It, like unofficially, just put out like, yeah, Nvidia shader stuff and G Shade are not supported. We, we won't support it, but yeah, you can use it. Yeah. Right. Like, but I think I, I think in the same same vain state that while we support nvidia shader and and g shade we we are not supporting uh character modification software right like be very specific like call out these are the explicit things that we are going to allow and nothing else yeah and like and, even if it's to the point of like you know what Nvidia is one of our partners, we are going to say like their shader technology. If you want to modify it, like that's okay. Yeah. But any other one, not okay. And you know what? If that means that G Shade is no longer considered acceptable, all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think a lot of it, and and and, and I'm, I'm going to say the name wrong again. So I'm just gonna I'm going to say uh, Jog Abs. It's great, like you jog and get some abs. So jog abs. Uh, <laughs> said in chat, I think the other reason is drama is because it limits the console. Uh, consoles can't add plugins, I believe. I, I I also agree with you there as well. Like I, I think I think, I think there's a part of the reason. I don't think that's the entire drama. No, I, but it is part of the reason, and I and it is. Part, I yeah. think it's almost part of the reason why like games like ESO has have separate console servers, right? They have like oh, these are console servers versus the PC servers. Because the PC servers can use mods, right? And they, they ESO or ZeniMax Studios have said you can use add-ons. It's fine. They, yeah, they have sanctioned add-ons. So like, they have yeah. their own add-on section APIs that they can deal with. Like yeah. WoW does, ESO does. Yeah. Um, EverQuest technically didn't really, but your entire UI was mod. Like you could you could redo your entire UI. That was it. Wasn't so much mods, but. Your your UI was fully customizable but, and yeah. moddable, so yeah. But there was, was the map there. add-on. I remember because people were like, uh, "And this is this is the throwback." that only Quentin will know. But uh, well, remember, Chewina was like, "When I like, he's like, oh, you gotta yeah. get this map add-on for like EQ 2 I was like, "All right," <laughs> like because the map was trash. The mini map is trash. Yeah. 
Well, and that's what I mean. Like, it wasn't so much like there wasn't add-ons. It was just like, you know what? Here's our default UI. Here's an entire scripting language that you can write your own UI in if you want to do it by all means. <laughs> like, yeah. Do it the work for us. We don't, don't care. Do it. it was like just yeah. Like, do it. Here's an entire scripting language to build do your UI. And honestly, I learned and I started writing my own UI components for my own use. Thanks, EverQuest. It, it gave me my career. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I was a developer long before I started playing EverQuest. <laughs> Thanks, Delcut. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Chili says in chat, Final Fantasy Eleven got a mini map add-on, but it was bannable. Oh come on. No. Um. So in, in the long term, I, I know some a lot of a, a lot of people uh, don't necessarily play other MMOs or Final Fantasy 14 is their first MMO. Um, and MMOs and add ons have had a long history. I, I think it's just something that it's interesting because the earlier ones were very add on friendly, relatively. They, they were. Like the original, original ones weren't, but only because I think it was a technical limitation of they didn't know what to do. And then the like second generation, the first strong generation, I guess, of MMOs. Yeah. Popular MMOs. Uh, that's the one that kind of was like, hey, add-ons are a thing. Good. Good. Yeah. And And I think it's because they understood development time. It was like, do we spend development time on developing better UIs and doing this and doing this, or do we throw money at like content and making content? Mm -hmm. And when you're developing an MMO and you're trying to stay viable, especially early day MMOs, you know, where do you spend your money? Do you spend it on content or do you spend it on UI? Or do you tell your community, hey, go wow. ahead, uh, go ahead and make UI? <laughs> so you say that, but I would guess. Without knowing it, I think it comes down to uh, if you even if you do the customizable UI components, that requires a lot more effort on the developer side because they need to build all of those pieces that allow you to customize it. Mm -hmm. Right, it does, and, and it does that take in work, itself yeah. is multiple jobs. So yeah, I, yeah. I would think that like when it comes down to it, it would be easier if they do not allow add-ons. Yeah, but they do and it seems to work like i use add-ons for eso but it, because right. I, I think i don't like the ui <laughs> so, and I, I couldn't figure out their damn uh i don't know they're they're i know it's the same system that they use in the console the the other elder troll names for their their uh inventory and i, I was like I have I, no add-ons right now i i i just disliked how it looked and i just made itself my, like a little bit cleaner a little bit nicer especially the ui that like the the bad ui like i cleaned that up and gave myself a fighting chance on it, on it. and i gave myself a mini map because i can't i can't do without so you know i got i i was that was the one thing i was kind of iffy on with there's no mini map and i've gotten used to it it's actually not bad and i can use that little bar at the top really well now yeah the bar the bar at the top is fine uh and i can also hit select in order to open my map really quick now yeah oh that's right you play with play the controller so i i play with the controller it's really easy on a controller it's beautiful yeah play back in um so it's actually easier thing than keyboard but. but again like even like the 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 third generation of like mmos like wildstar right like wildstar was coming mm -hmm. up at way like post like the wow boom and and it was still like 
Yeah, I, I know this is like, like height of wow popularity. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah. And while Star was coming out and offered add-ons and and looked at World of Warcraft because they're like, what are they doing really well and how they get their community involved and add-ons was one of them, right? Like like for example, in WoW, uh, flight pass took forever, right? Like sometimes you can get it. Like it didn't take as long as EQ boat trips, but. You could be on a flight path for like 10 minutes, right? Like, and that's how you go like, oh, I got to take this flight path down here and it's going to take 10 minutes. I'm going to go make a sandwich and, and come back. People made add-ons and that's how the game Peggle was created, right? Like, I don't know if people <laughs> know that, but Peggle was developed because an add-on developer created Peggle to play during WoW flights. And then eventually someone bought them out. So it's like, this is like somebody else was playing the game. It's like, this is great. We probably should get this person to make this game for us. So. Uh, Chili says, do you think ESO will add limited mod support to Xbox now Microsoft owns the company? Uh, probably. It, it's, it's feasible that they will do that. Um, and I was typing here, I don't think that they'll do it because I don't think that it's easy to do, right? With they, PC, you can just install it and drop it in a directory and it's there, but consoles don't have that access. They do because remember, they added mod support for Skyrim on Xbox. Did they? Maybe they sure they sure did. But here's the thing. If they do it, and this is what that's why I say maybe Zenimax is going to have to hire a small team, right? To vet if they have to manage the whole store itself. Yeah, that's probably not gonna but they only selected they only selected like at least for the Skyrim mods, they selected specific Mm -hmm. ones that would work well with the, the console version. And yeah. so they just had to vet them, right? Like they said, hey, this would work. So that way it knew it was going to brick your system, right? Essentially, they didn't want anything that was going to mm-hmm. cause you to brick your system. If you brick your PC, that's on you. <laughs> so they don't want like, even they might owe you an Xbox, but if you brick your PC, that's on you. Uh, so they just want to make sure it's not any, nothing's going to crash, right? So like, but they did it. And that's why I don't, I don't know if they would do it, um, especially because ESO is... Uh, a service-based game, mm-hmm. right? Like you get new content all the time. If an update comes out and it's going to break your mods, yeah, a little bit harder to recover from that if you you break your mods on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and the way ESO add-ons work, there's a lot of libraries to install. Like you have to like, oh, I need in order for this one add-on to work, I need to install like six libraries to make this one add-on work, which. It's a pain. They don't come into like like the great thing about WoW add-ons. That's how software works. Yeah, oh boy. (laughs) But you know, like a lot invisible to most people. It is, but not not to me. (laughs) I gotta get this library to make this add-on don't work. Um, I mean, it's not invisible in ESO. I'm just like that's how most software is relying on multiple libraries. So, um. I don't know. I'm I'm torn because I don't know what the future of MMOs are going to hold. Right? We I think neither of us do. We don't know where they're going to go. We don't know if add-ons are going to be okay, not okay. Uh, I mean, there were people. I know people that Blizzard didn't okay their add-ons, like Belly Our Gaming. We all mm-hmm. know popular YouTuber creating a game. Uh, he was working on a World of Warcraft add-on that essentially. I don't know if you know this, but essentially added voice acting, right? And and mm-hmm. and voice read the the quest to you, and essentially took what Guild Wars Two Living World Story did for questing, and did that for World of Warcraft. Blizzard put the kibosh on it because 
in reality, it was taking it a little too far, right? Like it wasn't, it was taking the add on, but then also then it's like using their IP and doing this. And like Blizzard was like, that's too much. We can't have you do that much because you're actually modifying, like you're adding text. And then it looks like they're paying people to do this voice acting and stuff like that, which they're not. So I understand why they said no. Uh, and Belliar wasn't mad. Like he understood, like once they explained like legally, like why they had to protect their IP for it. Like it's understood people were p- pissed, but Blizzard had to protect their IP. And it's, it's unfortunate. I don't know what the future is going to hold. I, I do not know what the future is going to hold for final fantasy 14. I, I do know that I think it would behoove the team to look at some of the add-ons and say, you know what, this is viable. I think we can add this to the game. At least it's one less thing people have to worry about third party tool for. I agree with Quentin. I think that, oh, saying, hey, we support NVIDIA shaders and G-Shade, but please no longer support it, or please we never supported this, or or, our character modifications, and if we, and I don't know, I I almost want to get into, like, we know that, I don't know if people know, but we know that if you post a picture of your character, I don't know if people know this, and I think some people don't, because uh, I saw people post like, oh, how they know? How will they know my characters in that photo? Believe it or not, uh, uh, Sony, or Sony, uh, Square Enix has the technology, or at least uh, Yoshi P's group has the technology that there is uh, a layer of coding <laughs> on your on your post, and they know your server and they know where your character is. So don't don't do it. Magic. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> you think that yeah. magic's not there? That magic's there, and they know. Uh, so just you know, head on oh a out there, <laughs> Post, posting your new characters. What's wrong, dude? <laughs> I think with my my opinion on this is ultimately, I think for the future, I hope that they ban all third party add ons. With that being said, I hope that they acknowledge that aesthetic add on or aesthetic modifications, such as for G Shade, are acknowledged and explicitly allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, not actual like character modifications or like file modifications, but shaders. Shaders, I think, should be explicitly allowed. Anything not allowed should be banned. And uh, with that being said, I think that the right path forward is to open up a add-on API that would allow them to have sanctioned add-ons for adding accessibility pieces i I agree so that could be as simple as like susan says teamcraft teamcraft is a third-party modification it allows you to unfairly craft but it is a quality of life improvement that really probably should be part of the base game but if they had an api that allowed you to access that information then someone could build that as an actual official add-on so that's my stance is that i think at a certain point a company should if they they do are they are against add-ons, which most companies are in this sense, they should build some sort of accessible layer that people can create reasonable add-ons, um, and then everything else should be banned. Yeah, right. I at that yeah. point, like, because at that point they're basically saying, like, look, these are the things that we're cool with you doing, and uh, everything else, no. Yeah, that perfect. Uh, honestly, I think they did. Reasonable. I think that I honestly yeah. think that's completely reasonable as well. You know, like if they say, you know, the character modifications are banned, they're banned. Mm-hmm. But they say, hey, listen, like we'll let you use 
timers and and DPS meters, but with so far as long as you're not using it to harm the community, go ahead. Like, but then it's yeah. then it's really policing it. Then it's like saying if you go to somebody, it's just like that social contract for the World of Warcraft. You don't go to somebody and say you're doing bad because then right. it's which I mean that's already in game today. Yeah, it is. Right, you can't go and tell someone, "Hey, you really suck at this," because then they're going to get after you for third-party tools. But they could just as easily go after you for harassment. Yeah, <laughs> like so, had a swivel. Hey, we can parse <laughs> out. Yeah, but you still can't be a dick. Like, yeah, come on, you can't do that. Just don't do that. Just don't do that. Yeah, just don't do it. So, uh, I I agree. I, I think they really do need to take the time and and. Especially if we're planning the next ten years, maybe plan this within the next ten years as well. Yeah, I, it, like, I can see this being like a full expansion thing. Like this is like a seven feature or something. Yeah, like, it's not going to be. Hey, by the way, this patch we're adding an APIs for adults. It's <sighs> no. Be... So, I and then then at that point, then the community they have guidelines. You're going to have guidelines, and then at that point, the community has to make it. And then if I think if you're a person that's very like just very strong willed against add-ons don't use them or play something else yeah i mean but putting... most things have add-ons at this point so guild wars 2 i don't think does play i don't know animal crossing what do you <laughs> what does it realm of the mad god that's an mmo right it's well, a... so guild, guild wars 2 <laughs> i don't think that one's got add-ons yet you play guild wars 2 everyone go play Thank guild you. wars 2 you can go and meet uh, Rookery and find out why Rook's in game. Uh, Chili says, I admit that rule is painful. Uh, I was so close to breaking in a Keeper of the Lake run recently. Tank kept using Limit Break 1 and pulling you with can, all the buffs popped. I wanted to tell him off so bad. You, you can let the tank die. You just let it's the okay. tank die. You just let the tank die. You, have to be, you don't have to be mean. You just gotta let them die. Yeah. And then... then then if they do it again, right. you just be nice about it. Like, hey, you need assistance? Need help? This is your first time? Just be nice. It could be we've all been there. <laughs> I was red mage. <laughs> I was red mage. Like Chili's Chili, you just weren't healing them enough as uh Verheal Chili. It's called Verheal. <laughs> no, it's your cure. Ver Ver don't kill the party. <laughs> ver very well then. <laughs> <laughs> Very upset with this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Well, the 2022 Benfinia Madness Blitzball Tournament is happening right now. Friend of the podcast, Dylan Thorne, is one of the organizers. The next event is happening Friday, May 20th, 8 p.m. Eastern. All match details can be on their Discord, and we will have a link for that. We'll put it in our Discord, and we'll throw it on our show notes, uh, and we'll throw it into our chat right now. Please, go support Infinity Mess. I don't know if you know this, but uh, we used to uh, used to sponsor the, the lovely uh, Maelstrom team, <clears throat> uh, you know, for reasons the only all-girl team uh, because Maelstrom Radio, we're progressive, and we think uh, and truly believe that uh, uh, you that, know the person that was running the team. 
That too. Uh, <laughs> no other reason. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we well, have. We're not. We, we're not fake it. Diversity AI. No. <laughs> that team. That team rated a six. <laughs> uh, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We have gaming streams on twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Uh, you should check them out. They're pr- they're pretty they're pretty great. They're pretty solid. Mm. So so uh, episode 194 happens on Friday, May 20th at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. BST with special guest Emmy. So we're gonna talk to our friend Emmy. I hope Emmy brings her dog. Ooh, that'd be great. I'll I can't see. bring I can't bring Poe. Poe is like. 30 something pounds. So me holding up Poe is like holding up a satchel of potatoes. It's not easy. I mean, you could, you could bring Poe once. Yeah. Just stand oh. on your desk. Susan is correct. If you not watch the VOD for my Kirby stream. Yeah. The ending got weird. It got real, real yeah. cur- uh, near Kirby Mata. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, would, I would go check that out. Uh, uh, when we reach 666 followers, there will Peter escapes hell mega stream. Uh, I will attempt to complete Hades run. That's uh, that's right. Uh, Please get it. this. So uh, that's right. Uh, Please. 666 followers. I've been waiting for like two years now for Peter to finish this game. I will leave hell uh, and it'll it'll be a long stream unless I get I somehow magically get it my first run. But I don't think that's going to happen. So let's be, let's be real honest. There's going to be a long stream. Yeah. Uh, and when we reach 770. Yeah, just, just over 30 people. Yep. When we reach over 770, uh, 777 followers, there will be a key roomy stream. We'll gladly wear them whenever we hit 777, even if it's hot out. Oh, God, it's going to be so hot. So hot. So we better, we better first, drop the First, get out of hell. Oh, we're, yeah, we're, we better drop the temp in this house to like six degrees. Uh, so. <laughs> and so also uh, tomorrow, so if people who are listening to uh, the recorded episode. Sorry, you you you've already missed out. Uh, watch us live. Uh, but tomorrow, uh, Saturday, May fourteenth, fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in. Uh, Chili is going to be part of a uh, hard mode dungeon race. Uh, so there's the Heavensward Hard Mode Dungeon Race happening Sunday, May 14th, uh, hosted by Shadow Zero Soul and Game Lord Geek, um, running through five hard dungeons for Heavensward. Uh, Chili is the leader for the Moogles Around team. Uh, so you'll want to check that out. It starts at 6 p.m. BST, which is going to be, uh, math in my head, uh, one, no. No. 18. 10 a.m. Pacific standard or Pacific uh, PDT and uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, oh. Susan's got it there. <clears throat> well, I can do math. I got I got uh, one last thing. What is I even on the notes here? I got one last thing. Uh, I haven't, we haven't done this in a while, but uh, uh, oh. I'm, I'm going to plead with you all out there listening. Take the time. Take two seconds of your day. And rate us on whatever magical app you use. If it's especially if it's Apple Podcasts, by the way, because that I don't know if you know this. If you rate us, <laughs> uh, people will find us outside of you. Uh, we 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 don't know why that works that way, but apparently, if Magic. you like us, other people will like us. That's usually uh, how they tell 
there, there are other people. It's like, hey, uh, I'm going to pick uh, on Susan, our producer. Susan likes Maelstrom Radio. And for reasons, uh, we're going to show Maelstrom Radio in your feed because we think you would like also Maelstrom Radio. Then, you'll, then that person will click on Maelstrom Radio and then they'll like us. And then it'll just trail down. It also proves that we are truly a podcast. So... Uh, <laughs> Cass also likes Maelstrom Radio. So uh, whatever app you're listening to, so if it's Apple, if it's uh, Stitcher, if it's you know Spotify, if it's uh, Google, they still doing things. I don't know. Am- Amazon, <laughs> Bezos. Are uh, we're not in the pocket of big podcasts, so we don't make money. So, but we do rely on you for your uh, reviews and likes. So please, uh, and if you uh, take another two seconds, you can go uh, follow us on YouTube. How about that? <laughs> YouTube.com for I am Maelstrom Radio. <laughs> going to flip this a little bit as round two. Mm-hmm. If there are other streamers or podcasts that you think are really, really cool and you think that like we'd vibe really well, uh, that we haven't already reached in and worked with, uh, feel free to like mention them to us and we can go and, and check them out. Because uh, we're always looking for making new friends as well. Like we've met a lot of people the last couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, and Susan would absolutely love to reach out to all these people because she's really the one that goes out and is like, "Hey, look, there's this really cool person." And then Peter and I look at them and are like, "Do you think they even know who we are?" And then Susan will reach out and they're like, "Hey, yeah, we know who you are." You're like, sweet. Well, cool. So yeah, yeah, it's really it's always nice to to meet some new people in the community as well, and, and like we have a really cool community. Uh, I'd love to to meet other communities as well. Yeah. That's uh, how we pick up other people too. Yeah, let us know first. Uh, if you do it the other way, we find that they may not come here, but if, if we have the chance to get them in here first, then they're trapped and they can't leave for an hour. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, or they won't know who we are and I just bamboozle. It's Jay Susan is. <laughs> the yes, trick. Bamboozle. So, you know, that. <laughs> Till sea swallows all. Keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by MaelstromRadio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flattis Shintier and Susan Sprinkle. Join us live Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. Send email to show at maelstromradio.com, tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio, or join our Discord at maelstromradio.com slash Discord. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show. 